Welcome to episode one of the Crazy Happy Life podcast. My name is Joey. My name is Lauren, and we've been best friends since 14. We are married, we're new parents, and we work together. So you can imagine how crazy our life can get. With all of that history, we had to start a podcast. So episode one is all about our story and why you need to listen to this podcast. Life is crazy, and we get that. That's why we're here. (laughs) It's the Crazy Happy Life podcast with Joey and Lauren. Welcome to the debut episode of the Crazy Happy Life Podcast. We are Joey and Lauren, best friends, married, we work together, we have a baby, and you know what? I learned from somebody long, long ago that sometimes you think no one has as crazy as life as I do. I'm doing this wrong. I'm broken. I can't figure out my life. And someone said the moment you hear about other people's lives, you automatically go, all right, I'm doing okay. So that's what this podcast is all about. Yeah, exactly. There's always something that you see somebody else is going through and you're like, okay, I can relate to that. Okay, maybe I don't have it so bad. Yeah, and so really this podcast, because I know you don't have many options for podcasts. You really don't. You don't. So like (laughs) this podcast is first, if you do listen to our morning radio show and you've been following us and you've been a fan of the show, you're going to hear more about our life, more about kind of behind the scenes, more about everything that goes on when we're not on the air on a regular radio show. And if you've never heard of us before, you're going to hear about two people that have a pretty unique life. As we brought up, we've kind of grown up together. Now we're experiencing all together while we work together and trying to figure it out. Because anytime I hear about, oh, what somebody else is going through, I automatically go, oh my gosh, I can relate to that. So that's what the goal of this is. It's a little peek behind the curtain. Yeah. I will say that we wanted to start off with talking about uh, our love story. I also, I brought a lot Ooh. of quotes today. I know, right? <laughs> you brought quotes like from, from our life or what? No, 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 no. No, I brought like quotes from very like inspirational people that have uh, like inspired my life. That are that not you. You're not the no, inspirational no, no, person. No, no, no. Okay. Though I've always wanted to like write my own quotes, but you can't really do that. You got to let somebody else like write it. No, that's not true. You can come up with some quotes. They just have okay. to be good enough that they stick. Well, all I know is that people hearing other people's love story is supposed to reignite your own love. Okay? Is this going to reignite our this own love? This is supposed love? to reignite our love. But okay. it's so funny because um, with our radio show, you know, we can only talk about so many things so many times. You know, we have a four-hour show. This gives us an opportunity to talk about how we were raised, how we met each other, because it's probably the number one question is, boy, you guys have been hanging out since 14, and now your whole lives are kind of intertwined. So I thought it would be cool to talk about how we met. I love hearing stories about how, like, if people have been married for 40, 50 years, how they met. So Yeah, it's always really fun. I, I would like to hear your perspective first, to be totally honest with you. Uh, okay, so you want me to start from scratch, the very beginning of my I mean, not like, you know, I was born seven pounds, no, 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 no. eight ounces. Um, okay, so we met in North Idaho, Post Falls, Idaho. We were actually 14 years old, and uh, we met actually in the backseat of a Hummer. That sounds really strange. That's a great but you know way what? to start a relationship. Our life is so, like, crazy anyway that it's like, of course we met in a Hummer, right? But... Uh, we were going on a river float trip with a bunch of kids that we went to church with. And I happened to be the new kid in town and you happened to be the new kid in town as well. And when we were there, um, you and your brother-in-law at the time picked me up. You knew I was new in town. You guys picked me up, and that was Which, the car. Imagine getting picked up in a Hummer. Do you realize how amazing that is? I was like, is? all right, okay. But yeah, you get you guys picked me up, and I was in the back seat. And I still remember you turned around, and you were just like this geeky string bean kid. And you turned around, and you were like, hi, I'm Joey. 
And then I was like, hi, I'm Lauren. Now, let me ask you this. Uh, do you believe in love at first sight? Like, do you believe that do you can look at that. someone? Mm-hmm. So? No. No, really? I, I Yeah, no. I didn't, like, fall in love with you the moment I, I, I met no, you. No, I'm, Is I'm that fine with it. No, say? no, no, it's not. I'm fine with it because, honestly, I've always thought this, and I and I think people hate it when I say it, but I think it's true and I think it's honest. I don't feel like there is one person on earth for you. I think I could have married. Don't roll your eyes. I think I could have married like a bunch I, I of people. I wasn't rolling my eyes. I think it was more just a surprise look. I'm just like, oh, okay. Well, like, I, I personally feel like everything in my life led me to be married to you and that you are my one person. Okay. Maybe I should believe that maybe more than I believe that I could <laughs> Am marry I other people. Am I convincing you right no, now? No, I just like <laughs> sometimes I think that um, because when I look at our relationship, we did grow so much that I, I clearly, you are the person for me, mm-hmm. but I don't think I had that love at first sight. I remember feeling uh, butterflies and feeling fluttered about it, but it is crazy. Maybe I should believe in your fate because if you think about, we both moved to a town within three days mm-hmm. of each other. Yeah, it's That's true. insane. I still, yeah, I still remember the day we met um, and I, I remember all of that. And it's, it is funny because no, there wasn't like love at first sight. And I was like, oh my gosh, I need to be with that kid. It was more like you made an impression on me that I was like, I want you in my life. Like I want to be really good friends with you. And that's kind of what happened from that moment on. We started hanging out in the same group of friends. We did things together. We went to school together. We had classes together. And we basically at that point did everything together. And I feel bad because... You know, I know that this has been part of our story and we've shared with people before, but I kind of put you in the friend zone a little bit. Like I wasn't kind of, no, really I was very much in the friend zone. I wasn't really sure like where I was at. And I, obviously we were young, but we, we, you know, we were friends for years and come to find out for so long, you had been interested in me as I was kind of dating other people. Well, I think, you know what, by the way, I think I want to change my tune because actually thinking about how I moved to Post Falls, mm-hmm. Idaho, and then you moved like... I can't remember if you moved later or earlier. Was it three days later or three days um, earlier? You moved to Post Falls three days before I did. Okay. So now that I think of it, maybe I do want to believe in fate because I'm very happy in our marriage. Well, and, like, and and a little backstory on that is you were living in Troy, Idaho, where you grew up, and you basically took a leap of faith, like a chance, and decided you were going to move well, in with your sister and brother-in-law um, You know, a couple hours away, and you spent the summer... And I, I like to think you met me and then decided to go to school and finish out your school year there, but I don't know. But it was really a random chance that you even well, decided to move. No, to be honest with you, um, my life was in a pretty, not a very dangerous spot, um, but I, my parents wanted me out of the house, for the not for the sake of they didn't want me in the house, but they wanted me, they knew that the friends that I was hanging out with and kind mm-hmm. of the path that I was going down was not good. So it's... It's a really interesting story when I say it out loud to think that basically I moved out of my house at 15. A lot of times you'd be like, oh, man, things." I had a great relationship with my parents. I love my parents. But I think they saw this idea of, hey, you and your sister get along really, really well. Why don't you just move to a new town for the for summer, the summer mm-hmm. and just clear your mind? And I got a landscaping job with my brother-in-law's company. And I remember being like at 15 years old saying, you know what? Let's go and do this. And it's amazing because if I look at how my life has turned out now based on me moving out at 15, I don't know many people that move out of their parents' house at 15 years old and there's just positives, 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 right? A lot of times it's it kind of can lead down a life that's really tough. Mm-hmm. And I think that actually me moving out of my house at 15 
save my life. And that's not, that's not a, my parents are amazing. But for whatever reason, being a teenager, you don't want to listen to your parents. But I listen to my sister. And mm-hmm. so I had a, I had a sister who, I'm trying to think, 19, 20, I, she was like 20 at the time. And she took on her 15-year-old brother. How many 20-year-olds living on their own just trying to figure out their yeah. life moves on? So I met you moving out of my house at 15, and that's the best thing that's ever happened to yeah. me in my life Yeah, is meeting you. So now do you believe me when I say certain events so. lead you to the person you're supposed to be with? You know Unless what? you think you're still trying to get to that person. But- We've only been doing this podcast for like eight minutes. And I believe in fate now. I honestly believe in fate oh, because yes. hearing that. I can I you. <laughs> well, I saw your disappointment the moment I brought up like, oh, I believe. But what I was trying to say is like, for instance, if you're in a bad marriage and you get divorced, I don't think that the person you remarried is not your person. I feel, I feel like you can find other people mm-hmm. in your life depending on where you are. Yeah, but, I, I get that. You're saying if you never met me, you wouldn't be alone I wouldn't be the alone rest for of the rest your of, life. Yes, exactly. I see what you're saying. As weird as that sounds. Yeah. But I do believe... I think I believe in fate mm-hmm. now because I moved, you moved, and the way that you moved from Las Vegas mm-hmm. to Idaho is a crazy story yeah, as well. Yeah, so I moved, it was, actually, I think I was third. I was just about to be 14 when we had moved from Las Vegas to Idaho, and it was a total fate thing. Again, I grew up living with my mom and my stepdad, and my stepdad has always worked kind of a blue-collar job. Um, he was in construction and different things, and he kind of really could work anywhere, honestly. Um, and when we were in Vegas, my family was like, you know what, this isn't a great place for us to raise teenagers. I was kind of in the same boat. I was kind of going down a weird path, and not not saying my family moved because of that, but we moved because... It was just time. My parents wanted to get us out of there. And so uh, my stepdad, bless his heart, he literally opened up a good old paper U.S. map, closed his eyes and just pointed. And wherever his finger landed on, we moved. And he landed on Post Falls, Idaho. And literally, like, he obviously found a job first and then we moved. But we moved because of that instance. He literally pointed to a map at random and we moved to Post Falls. Do you see my yes. do you see my arm right now? I have goosebumps. And thinking that was about that. three days after you made a jump, you know, decision to move to Post Falls. Now I feel dumb for saying I don't believe in fate. See what I mean? You just like fate. <laughs> it's it's the first episode of our podcast, and I already feel like yeah. I've learned something today yeah. that I that I didn't realize. And I and, think we we bonded too, like when we met because we were both new. Right. Yeah. It, you always feel it's a little weird, you know, we're new. And, and we were just both jumping in feet first, literally, you know, because we were trying to make friends. So we both showed up at this like youth thing and we were like, yeah, let's try to make friends. And we ended up meeting each other there. I think it's really crazy cool. too. Something that I believe in, something that you taught me and we've been married for eight years, a, a little uh, over eight yeah. years, mm-hmm. been married a little over eight years. We have a little uh, nine month old, right? Baby boy. And I think the thing that I do believe in you, and you hear people say it all the time with relationships. They're like, oh, you got to be friends first. Like, it's all based on friendship. But we literally spent years just being friends. And you were always the girl that hung out with our group of guys. So, like, all of us buddies would be around. We'd be, you know, playing uh, Madden football video game. We'd be sitting watching sports. And it was me, my buddy Tyler, my buddy Kelton, my buddy Tyson, my buddy Brandon. And then, like, boom, Lauren. Like, mm-hmm. you were... And I I just, uh, to me, like, that's how I grew to love you was you were the girl with all the guys. (laughs) But not in that way. It was just like, like, it was like we were all friends, you know. It's not like I dated everyone. With all the men. (laughs) No, but you you were like, and I'm like, I think that was a huge foundation because 
We, I don't know. I, I always thought you were beautiful, and I was always attracted to you, but I didn't feel that bounce back as mm-hmm. much. Mm-hmm. Maybe, did you think I was handsome? Yeah, no, I totally did. But my to be, frosted tips. <laughs> I don't know about that. Well, that was in back then. Hey, if you liked me with my metal mouth abrasives and bushy eyebrows, I could like you with your frosted tips and in my, high school. Uh, like Hollister. I wore yeah. a lot of Hollister back in the yeah, day. You know, it's funny. Like, of course I thought you were attractive, but I think, and don't take this the wrong way, I think I absolutely immediately put you in as a friend because you kind of were immature. And I, that's a thing. Boys take longer to mature than girls normally. Are and you so, talking physically? Because it did take me a while to get <laughs> armpit hair. Like, I remember my first armpit hair. True story. Uh, I more meant, like, just mentally. Yeah, all of it. Um, girls normally mature quicker. And so I think, to me, you were just kind of automatically in my brain a friend because I thought you were kind of... I don't know. You're kind of dorky. You weren't really somebody I was super interested in. And also I was new like, I, and I was young, you know, it was one of those things. I'm like, yeah, you know, so but it's, it's funny because I feel like if you watch movies and you watch TV shows, love is always this like spark. Mm-hmm. Now here's what's crazy. So the, maybe the craziest story that I have about our uh, relationship <laughs> and how we, you know, ended up getting married and everything was, uh, gosh, was it? Whose birthday party was it? It was one of our friend's birthday. Was it my birthday party? Was, was it, it yours my, or my brother's? It was my 16th. No, mm. it was my 16th birthday yes, party. your okay? surprise party. So I'm living with my sister for my 16th birthday party in the summer. And my sister organized a big party at the house. My parents drove up. And at this point, I had moved out of my parents' house for, you know, not that long. And my dad claims... You know, this it's a living room full of teenagers, right? Yeah. And we're all there are kind so of in many the, of us. Yeah. We're all kind of in that age where, yeah, oh, I like this person. We're flirting with each other, whatever. My dad claims the moment he saw you, he knew you were different. Hmm. He said to me, he goes, because when we uh, I we were dating or something, you know, and my dad said, Can I tell you a story? And I was like, Yeah, sure, whatever. And he goes, When I first saw Lauren at your sixteenth birthday party, I remember saying she's special. Wow. So can can my dad get the love at first? I, I mean, guess. that sounds weird, but like, <laughs> did my dad fall in love with you first? You know what? Your dad and I are super close. Your dad feels like such a dad to me, and I know he totally considers me as a daughter. So there is a special relationship. That's so sweet. I didn't know that. That's really sweet. Yeah. So I like, and I remember when we were dating to hear your dad say that. You're kind of like, because bottom like, line, okay, I, that's crazy. I am a huge believer that uh, parents and family does play a huge role into your relationships and who you marry. Like, I've always, I, I find it interesting when people are like, it's, it's just me and you against the world. I'm like, I don't know. I mean, I still want to have a great relationship with my family. And I do feel like if my parents hated the person I married, mm-hmm. that would be tough. So hard. So hard. My mom went through that. Her, uh, her mother-in-law, so my stepdad's mom, hated her. Like, hated her so much. And it was such a hard thing for my mom to go through. Even now, talking about it, I mean, she's well passed on by now. But my mom, she just she just doesn't even like talking about it because she was just so hard. So I can understand that would be an awful thing to go through as an in-law. I mean, I do think if you think that you're supposed to be with a certain person and your parents don't approve, mm-hmm. if you really feel that that is the person yeah. for you, then yeah, you got to go for it. But I remember always thinking in the back of my mind, I want to make sure my parents like the person I yeah. marry. I was so obsessed with it because mm-hmm. I am a mama's boy. Mm-hmm. I call my mom. I'm a grown adult. I've got so many other things to worry about. I still call my mom three times a week, mm-hmm. four times a week. There's nothing wrong with that. No, no, no. There's I, there's re- in nothing fact, wrong with that's that. really special. Yeah. Like and you'll really I, miss that one day when you know your mom is gone. So I you want to hold on to that. Straight up, like, told my mom 
if they're willing, when they get older, mm-hmm. they can totally live with us. I don't know if you're okay with that. Uh, but- I don't know. I will have to talk about that. Uh, no, I love your parents. I do. But I, I don't know that we're at the point where we need to invite them to move in with us yeah. right now. Okay, so fast forward. My dad says that he thought you were special. Um, and then I move back. I yeah, move away. After the school year. You did. And I still remember the night you told me you were moving back. And I don't know why it was such a spur of the moment, like random. You just told me right before you left kind of thing. I don't know if it was, was it like a quick decision moving back. Yeah, or? it was a it was a pretty quick decision to basically, I think, I honestly, I think the stress that I was putting on my 20-year-old sister and her husband and Gosh, did they have a baby? No, they didn't no, have they a kid didn't. by then. So I think my sister, at 20 years old, they had me live with them through the summer and then the school year. And I do think they were like, all right, we're I done. don't know how much yeah. I can do. Love you, but bye. Yeah, so I so, moved away. And I remember you called me and you were like, hey, I'm leaving. And I was like, where are you going? And you're like, well, I'm, I'm moving back home. And I remember you came to my house and it was at night. I mean, it wasn't like late into the night, but it was the evening time and it was raining. Like I remember everything so clear and you came to my house and then I went out to the car, your, your car. It was a 93 Subaru legacy. The blue bomber, baby. Rest in peace. Sunroof uh, that wouldn't close <laughs> half the time. And I got in the car and we drove to Sonic and we got a, a slushy and we just like reminisced about the years that we'd been friends or whatever. And you basically said goodbye. And you said, I'm moving back. And I still remember you gave me a kiss on the forehead. Wow. It was a little sweet little forehead Why didn't kiss. I go for the lips? I just, we weren't there yet. No. Yeah, I don't know. It was, again, we had been friends for so long, but we always felt that there was something special. And that's, you know, you bring up a really interesting point. And why I think I knew that there was something different is because, and I'll be totally honest, there are regrets I have in high school. One of the regrets I had in high school, I was so worried about dating and kissing as many women as I could. I know that sounds awful, but I remember like in high school, I was kind of just like, oh yeah, I just wanted to hang out with all these girls. I think that's why I didn't like yeah, you Yeah, oh, and way. I don't blame you. I think you just kind of irritated me to in that way. To be totally honest, if I met my 15-year-old self, my 14, 15, 16, 17, I feel like I, I actually turned into a good person at 18. But if I look at myself <laughs> from 14 to 17, I would have, I wouldn't have liked myself at all. Yeah. I would have been so disappointed. Yeah. But there was something, it was so interesting. And I want to say this as nicely as I can and being totally vulnerable, but I had a respect for you and a love for you and a care for you that I didn't want to screw it up Mm -hmm. like I was willing to be so recklessly in my other relationships. My other relationships with other girls, I didn't really care about the end result. But I remember all the time saying, I don't want to screw it up with Lauren. And that's why I think... I kissed you on the forehead instead of trying to make well, out with you. And or you gave me a goodbye. I don't think you said no. Have I like didn't a say, personal goodbye. I didn't say goodbye to anybody else. Yeah. Everybody else was just like, In boom, fact, I'm out. But I, I want to make sure I say goodbye yeah, to you. I think I remember after you had left. Like even a few days later, I was hanging out with friends, and even people are like, "Wait, where's Joey?" And I was like, "Oh, you didn't hear? Like he, he moved. moved. Yeah, he moved away." So anyway, fast forward through all of that mushy gush, which was just great, and you said goodbye, and and we had this special bond. You went back home, and we still kept in contact. We talked. I remember we talked on the phone. This was like pre-texting, or maybe I didn't have a phone that texted, but we talked actually speaking on the phone like every night. And I remember. It sounds so weird saying it now, but like we would say I love you and stuff. I remember that. I remember saying I love you all the time and being like, why am yeah. I saying I, we're not dating? We were yeah. just best friends. And yeah. I'm not saying you can't say I love you to best friends, but something I learned about relationships is pay attention. If, if you're stuck and you don't know what to do and you're trying to figure out, you know, I think one of the toughest times in life 
is where you're sitting there, you're single, and you feel like you need a partner in life and you can't figure it out. Mm -hmm. I would say the first thing I would look at, as I have hindsight now, is who are you going the extra mile for? For instance, I, you know, I had relationships with a lot of people when I moved back home and when I left my house and when I moved back home. You are one of the few people I kept in contact with. I didn't realize it at the time. Like, mm-hmm. I just thought, oh, I'll call Lauren. But I look at all the other friends I had that were guys, friends I had that were girls, and you were the only one I was, like, consistently I wanted to keep in contact. Yeah. As I look back at it, it's because I go back to what I said. I felt that there was something special yeah. between us. Yeah, and I, you know, we kept in contact for a number of years, and we would visit each other. You know, I would drive to to Moscow or, or Troy is where you were from, and uh, back and forth. And there was a, a point in time where we had gone a couple of years without seeing each other. And, um, yeah. you know, I remember going to see you after a couple of years. And when I did, I drove to your house, and I still remember, um, and we were adults at this point, but I remember driving to your house, and I parked, and I walked up the stairs after not seeing you for a long time. And um, I walked up the steps to your house, and you would open the door, and I looked up, and I saw you in the door frame area. And I, I get goosebumps thinking about it, and it's so cheesy, and my mom makes fun of me for it. But I remember the moment I saw you, the moment something inside of me said, you're going to marry him. Like a thousand percent. It was the strongest as if I got smacked in the face. It said, you're going to marry him. Yep. I knew it. Like the minute, like the very second I saw you after it had been a while, I was like, yep, we're going to get married. And I remember telling my mom that night because I had called her and I was like, yeah, this is crazy. And my mom was like, Joey, like, because she knows you. It's kind of like, you know, my friend, you know, from high school. And she's like, really? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I I know it's going to happen. And sure enough, you know, we ended up getting engaged later on and stuff, but that was basically the start of and how really, we met. And really, the crazy thing is, it was from that moment that you came and visited me after we haven't seen each other for a while. You said the word. Well, you didn't tell me. I don't even think you told me till we were married. Yeah. Maybe you told me later. I mean, that would have been creepy if you're like, hey, Joey, by the way. Guess I what? I know that I'm supposed <laughs> to marry you. Like, that would have creeped me out, right? Yeah, uh-huh. But it was from that moment, everything hit fast forward. And then we just, boom. We were like, okay, we know each other. Yep. We're best friends. Let's get married. Yep. And then we got married. Um, And that is kind of the story of how we became who we are. Um, there is so much more. There's fights. There's arguments. There's oh my gosh. left turns when we thought we were going to go right. There yeah. was job changes. There was times where we were moving. There's so much. But I will tell you, the, the lesson I have learned, and I wish I could tell anybody that's in that spot of, in any big decision, like any big decision of what you're trying to do for your career, what you're trying to do for your relationship life, what you're trying to do with where you want to live or or things you want to be interested in. Try to pinpoint the things that you go the extra mile for. What are Mm -hmm. the things? Mm -hmm. like? And it can be the most trivial things, but if you find yourself, and whether it's relationships, like who do you care about offending? Or who do you care about? Like, And for when I was in high school, I never wanted to hurt your feelings. And unfortunately, it's sad I didn't feel the same way about other people in my life. I was like, oh, if I hurt your feelings, I don't care. Right. So I think that is big is finding out that. Yeah. And neither of us are perfect. And I'm not putting you on the spot at all. But there have been tons of times where you've hurt my feelings in our relationship and vice versa. I have hurt your feelings many, many times. I was was setting up that I've been this perfect husband (laughs) and I've never hurt your feelings. No, 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 no. No, we have gone through quite a bit. But um, yeah, so we ended up getting married and we lived in Moscow for... 
gosh, I don't know, like four years, yeah. Moscow, where the University of Idaho is. You were a student there, um, got your degree in broadcasting and digital media. Yep. Is that and the exact term? Yeah, what was broadcasting it? and digital media. Okay. And by going to college, yeah. I attended and struggled. Well, I struggled no, my first year. You did pretty good once we got married. Yeah, you it was weird. Graduated with a 4.0. Some people, I knew a, just a couple other people that were married and going to college, and they said, oh man, the moment I got married, my grades went down. For whatever reason, the moment we got married, grades went way up. I whipped you into shape. They just skyrocketed. Yeah. And so, uh, like, that was interesting and going through mm-hmm. all of that. Um, and then basically this show, I was in radio for years. I did sports radio for years. Yep. For 10 years, I did sports radio. And it was always just me being in radio. And you worked, gosh, you worked at a doctor's office. You worked for the government for a while. Yeah. I mean, you weren't like Secret Service or anything. <laughs> uh, city city government. Uh, city government. But when we were in Moscow, you you basically got a call to come to Boise. I got a call to come to Boise. I came here. And this is what's crazy about my time in Boise. I came here to be a producer and a phone screener, which is when you call a radio station, I was the person that answered to get you on with the host. And it was a sports station. I took a pay cut, but it was full time. I had, I had always worked part time and I never had a full time radio gig. And it was my dream. So you said, let's do it. Let's move to Boise. Yep. I left my job that honestly, I was doing great at my yep. job in, in Moscow. But I said, you know what? This is your dream. Let's do it. Let's move. So we, and we, we of course, have spent so much time in Boise. Your parents grew My up parents here. My parents grew up here. They met at Boise State, uh, have, the whole thing. Yeah, aunts and uncles here. So it's it's totally fine. And so we did. We hauled up, you know, the U-Haul and we drove on down and, and you did. You took the job for, you know, just kind of a, a pay cut taking calls. And it was, it was scary because I was like, I was on air. I was an on-air personality for another sports station, but it was part-time. Mm-hmm. And they always told me, we can't give you full-time. So I always knew, okay, I'm either going to be on air and never have benefits, or I'm going to take this chance. And I took this chance, and this is what's crazy about life, and this is part of the reason we want to do this podcast. Because we get people that go, that's your job? You do a morning show together? How did it happen? And I'm like, well... Sit down, I took it's a, a long story. Yeah, and that's... That's so much of how life is. Life for a professional, a lot of times it's people above you getting fired, you getting fired, you quitting, you moving. It's it's very rarely, I got my first job, I worked hard, they promoted me, and here I am today. There's plenty of stories like that, but a lot of times it moves like that. Right. And so for me, there's a whole nother layer about how life goes unexpectedly, and it's the best thing to ever happen. So I was a producer and a phone screener for this sports radio station for their afternoon talk show. So I basically was the producer for these two radio hosts. And then you started working at a, um, uh, what do you call it? I'm trying to think of the word of the first company Um, you worked for. Oh, it was a clinical research company in Meridian. And that was just like, that was a job to help make sure we could pay rent. Because for a while, it's like, I'm not going to be able to just survive off this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so Lauren worked there. And then you moved over to working in city government Mm -hmm. again. So you did that. So the radio journey side of it is I'm doing the producer, the phone screener. I'm just kind of doing busy work. The One of the hosts leaves. He goes to another city. And so I become an on-air host for this afternoon show. And, then and you're the, like, perfect. Uh, right? Yeah, That's I was like, great. Dream. I want to be on air. This and so great. it was perfect. And then the other host, my co-host at the time, he left as well. And so then we, and then I was kind of by myself for a few weeks. Actually, a few months, I think it was. Anyway, we found a co-host and all of a sudden... I was running a sports radio station, and I was hosting an afternoon show. And I thought, okay, this is my path, way to go. And you were working in city government. It was great. And then I had a meeting with our CEO and our general manager, 
And they brought me in. It was like one in the afternoon during the week or whatever. And I sat down and they said, we're getting rid of the sports station and we're switching things up. We're switching it to a rock station. What did that feel like, by the way? Because you felt like, I mean, you'd been doing it, what, for a couple of years. You'd been running the station and and being an on-air host. And all of a sudden you're being told that it's going away. It was weird because I knew, I felt like there was more because I'm like, you brought in a bunch of people in a conference room to tell me. A lot of times they just call you, they email you, or they just, it's a quick five minute and they, yeah. they blocked out time for it. And so I was so like, you didn't well, think, oh, I'm, I'm fired. I'm leaving. Well, in the beginning I thought, okay, I'm, I'm getting fired or certainly they're changing stations, but the, the way they schedule the meeting, I'm like, they have something else in plan. Mm-hmm. So they tell me. We're getting rid of uh, the sports station. And I just, I was silent. And I was just like, okay. And I get it. This is how radio works a lot of times. So I wasn't, I wasn't angry. I really wasn't. I wasn't mad. This company's been amazing to me. I, I was working on air, so I was happy. Stations flip yeah. formats. It's not totally rare that this happens. And then they look at me and they go, and we want to launch a new morning show on my 1027, which is the station we currently work for. And I was like, okay. And, you know, they're, they're saying that. And they're like, we want to put you with a different co-host and things. And I'm, at this point... I'm kind of excited because morning radio is where you want to be. There's no doubt about it. You want to be in mornings. It's early, but anybody can tell you. People remember the morning shows, and that's kind of what drives everything that's to the That's what people's listening, yeah. driving to work and stuff. So I was like, okay. And our general manager says, we've thought about so many different people to put you with on this show. But we keep coming back to your wife, Lauren. And my boss, the CEO, still to this day, says... My jaw actually dropped. Like I actually went up and opened my mouth, which people say that phrase all the time. And I went, yeah. And I was all about it. I was excited. And then I called you. I was not excited. Lauren was not excited. (laughs) I was, uh, first of all, let me just take you through my emotions. You called me. I'm at work. You're like, are you alone? I was like, well, let me, let me close the door to my office. So I go, I close the door and I sit down and you said, okay. I only have five minutes to talk because you were about to go on air. Uh, yeah, they, they had this meeting right before I did my sports show. Yeah, so you're like, okay, I only have a couple minutes to talk, but they're getting rid of the sports station. It's slipping to a rock station. And then I started crying instantly because I thought, okay, we're moving or you lost your job, you're done with sports or something. And then you said, but, there's a but, you said they want me to host a morning show on this other station. And I'm like, okay, that's interesting. And you said, and they want you to be my co-host. And I'm like, what like I was so confused and anybody that knows you knows that you you like to tease okay yep. so I thought for sure you were joking like I was like stop 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 I think I said stop like 20 times like I know you're joking yep. like no I'm not joking we'll talk when I get home and that was like it and I was like Ugh. and then I had to go about the rest of my day after you dropped that bombshell on me and honestly I I don't think I wanted it at first I was very very and why confused. I've always wondered that a lot of people would say you get to do a morning show where you talk to your husband and you get paid for it why did you well, originally think no here's the deal it never crossed my mind that I would do that with you we always talked about maybe doing a podcast together um but it, it never crossed my mind that that would be a career for me and so for one I think I was just in denial and two, I think it just caught me by surprise that they wanted me. Like they were so like, no, we want Lauren. We want her to 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 host the show with you. And so I think I was just in this weird daze. 
And it, it all became clear once the CEO and the GM and the operations manager like sat down with me, took me to lunch and actually extended an offer and really talked to me about the idea. And then I was like, okay. So it wasn't your husband saying that you think it'd be a good idea that convinced you? It was Listen, all the suits. It was all a management. You know what? One of the biggest things was, I don't know if I can work with my husband. Like that was a, a big concern. And here we are years later. Yeah. Because I, I mean, and people talk about it all the time. People will approach us at events or something and they're like, how do you guys work together? I could, ne- I could never work with my wife or I could never work with my husband. Yes, that is a special thing that we have and we're able to do. Not saying it's perfect. My goodness, we get in arguments right before cracking the mic some mornings. But at the end of the day, it, it does take a special lifestyle to work together. And I mean, we are in a studio, door closed, it's, it's four insane, hours straight man. talking to each other. And then we're going to events together. I mean, we are 24-7 attached at the hip. And I will, I will take that life over a life where I feel like we only get to see each other on the weekends, which for a while... That's kind of what our life was like. It was like Friday evenings, we finally said, okay, we can hang out. And then Saturday, Sunday, and then it was back to the grind. Yeah. So I, I choose this life over any other life, you know, 10 times out of 10. But, you know, I, as I think about sitting here and saying, okay, what do you, like, what do you want to take away from this podcast? I think the first thing about our love story is find out the things or the people or the, the uh, opportunities that you go the extra mile for. And then the second thing is, don't be afraid of the curveball mm-hmm. because I never planned on doing anything besides sports radio. Never. If you would have told me, Joey, you're going to be working for a music station doing a morning show with your wife, I would have said, no, mm-hmm. I'm going to be a sports radio host. But it's And it's amazing, too. I would have never foreseen that in my future, but it was other people. The company, our bosses, my bosses at the time, thought of it. I, I thought of the idea. And they've unlocked a level of happiness in my life that I would have never found for myself. So sometimes trust other people. If you have a boss, if you have a mentor, if you have a parent, if you have a sibling, if you have a friend, I'm not saying that, you know, you got to choose your own life. But if someone sees something and says, I think you'd be great at this, even if you don't see it, it may be worth the gamble because I would have never said, let's do a morning show Mm -hmm. together. It was a it was a couple of people in the company that thought it was a good idea. I'm so grateful for the Mm curveball. So in life. There are times where things are not going to go according to how you thought they were going to go. Yeah. And it's a curveball. Hit it. Yeah. And hit it out of the park. There are three things that I think come to mind as we're talking about this. Three things that I want people to walk away with. One, hold on to the things that matter, right? If something stands out to you and really matters to you and something is special, don't let it go. Okay? That's kind of how we met. Yeah. The second thing is follow your gut. If something sticks out to you and you're like, man, it keeps nudging me, follow that feeling, follow that and and listen to your your gut, your conscience and all those things. And the third thing, take chances, right? Yep. When, when I was told that I was wanted on a morning radio show with you, my first thought was, oh my gosh, I can't do that. Like all the negative things, right? I, I was saying, oh, I'm not good enough or I'm not this or I'm not that. I, I don't know how I can do it. I've never, I've never done this before or whatever. I took a chance and just like you said, we have unlocked a new level of happiness in our life that we never thought could exist. Now, we have gone through so many ups and downs, and we're only just scratching the surface of how crazy our life has been. But those are the three things that I think you could take away from this podcast today. And that's episode one, Crazy Happy Life podcast, our story. We realize that for some of you, you may have heard some of those details of our life. For others, this may be this whole new story, and you have no idea who we are. And like, well, that was cool. But I always believe hearing some, I love hearing about people's life. My friends, I want to know where they were raised, how they grew up, how they met their spouse, 
we, you know, what was it like Where when your child was born? Where did you come from? How did you get here? Because when we learn, if you think about it from a from a, a wider angle, when you learn about other people's life, you're going to say, oh, I relate to that. I understand that. I can empathize with that. So that's episode one of the Crazy Happy Life podcast. We are going to continue this in episode two when things totally go wrong because I feel like we hit a part in our life where we felt like, We've got it figured out. And then it crashed. No, life has always a different plan. And it it really did. Life kind of crashed and we went through some really, really low lows. So we ask you that you follow along with this podcast. You subscribe, you rate, and you review. We could use the five stars. We could use the review. If you love us from our radio show, continue on with this podcast. If you're brand new, stick along with us in the journey. We're going to have so many fun things. And episode two next week is about that crash and burn. <laughs> But we're going to laugh through it, all right? We'll get through it. Yeah. It's fine. Imagine being on a train wreck and you're laughing while it's going on. I'm fine. I'm fine. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> there it is.